been a good night? Good night, everybody? No, I'm just joking. So I feel like I know a lot of you, but for those of you who don't know me, like she said, I'm Susan. I'm a little crazy. I talk a little faster than I should sometimes, so I'm going to try to purposely pause. Maybe a mint in my mouth isn't a good thing while I'm speaking, but here we are. And tonight, pretty much, what I want to talk about is freedom. I know so many times that's like our nation, we're known to be like the land of the free, all these different things, but I just want to talk about our personal freedom that's been bought for us. And um, so many times, freedom isn't free, (laughs) you know? And um, I just feel like I really want to encourage you. So first and foremost, understand my heart in coming to you and saying this. Like, I want to encourage you. I want you to know that, like, if anybody's been foolish, it's been me. If anybody's made mistakes, it's been me. If anybody's taken the hard road, I've been, like, the Israelite of Israelites, like, super stiff-necked. You know, you read the stories, and you're like, how could they do that? God just did this amazing miracle, and then here they are right back to their old ways. Like, that's been me a million times. And so, like, I just hope you can relate with me of where I've been and... If it is the same, then awesome. If it's a little bit different, but just fill it into wherever it relates to your own life. So I'm going to start with the prayer. Even though you guys just blessed me, I just want to start and bless you guys really quick. So, so dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for every heart that's in here, God. I thank you, God, that you know what they walked in here with, the good, the bad, <laughs> the pretty, and the ugly, God. And I just thank you, Lord, that you see the gold inside of each and every one of us, Lord. So I pray you just anoint me to speak with clarity at the speed that you do desire so that I can just minister just a word, even if it's one sentence, to every heart in here, God. So keep open hearts and open minds, and I just plead your blood over every person in here, and I thank you that your angels are already here with us, and just increase Holy Spirit. So we just thank you, in Jesus' name. So let me get my notes. Um, So like I said, like freedom isn't always free. And um, even earlier, Dom was like, what's your title of your message? And I'm like, great question. What's the title of my message? Because I had written it, but I didn't really know. God kind of hijacked it on me a couple days ago and was like, you think you're talking about this? You're going to talk about that. And I'm like, okay, Jesus, let's go. So um, I'm, I'm titling it Freedom Fighters. And I feel like it's something that we hear. It's something that people talk about. But I feel like as Christians, we're called to fight for the freedoms that Jesus died to give us. And um, what I really want you to take away from this, if you hear anything I say, is um, freedom is an ongoing journey, and we have to stay free from the yokes of bondage that we become so easily entangled with. And like I said, it's not a judgment thing. I've done it more than any person I think I know. I've been the fool of fools. I always hear Beth Moore, and she's like, if anybody's been foolish and been under the spirit of stupid, it's been me. And like, for real, for real, that's been me. Like, um, and I don't say this to put myself down. I just want you to know where I'm coming from. And... Um, in our world and the day and age we live in there's so many things that are screaming at us for our attention there's everything whether it's you know just we live in the instantaneous gratification generation and everything if it's like our wi-fi doesn't work for two seconds it's like oh my gosh no i have to wait two minutes for a page to load you know and we're always so you know just impatient myself included i'm the one there like come on iphone i paid how much for you come on you need to work you know what i mean and so, um, I thought I just shook my message away. I was like, no! <laughs> so, um, what I was really looking at throughout the week was the story of Moses. 
And um, I think sometimes we read these Old Testament stories and we kind of uh, detach ourselves from how it applies to us today. We look at it and we're like, oh yeah, God parted the Red Sea, but we forget how many Red Seas that God has parted for us. How much better the covenant that we're in than even the covenant that Abraham walked in, that Moses walked in, than all of these different people because we walk in the New Testament. And it's just, um, it's something that was really ministering to my own heart. And so I just want to, I want to talk about first, before I go into Moses, I want to talk about Abraham. So many people in here have received a promise. God told us something, whether we realize it, whether it was like some audible, like crazy voice that came out of the clouds, or whether it was just like, I know that I'm supposed to set women free. I know that I'm supposed to help people. <laughs> yes, David Knox knows that. Whether it's, I know this, I know that, I know that I'm supposed to be a skateboarder, I know that I'm supposed to do this. You know, it doesn't have to be this crazy thing, but it's just like a passion that's in our heart, something that we know that our, we just come alive when we do it. You know, Kehani knows she's going to be a writer, that she's amazing, and she does it. Sorry, didn't mean to call you out. But there's just so many different things that we know. And I feel like... When God first came to Abraham and told him, you're going to have so many descendants, it's going to outnumber the stars. And here he is, really way past the age to where people are having children. And there's Sarai, not Sarah yet. And she's, or I guess he was Abram at this time. But anyways, it's just like he came to him. And I just want to talk about what happened with Hagar. Just going to really do like a brief overview because I have a lot of different things I want to say. But um, Abraham had a promise and it was to come through Sarah. And I feel like what I want us to be encouraged in is even if like how Emily was talking about a few weeks ago, we have a promise. And even if we're in that time of waiting, that time where we're like, okay, I'm in the like the awkward like in between like loading, 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 you know, <laughs> everything. <laughs> exactly. But we don't have to go look for another means for where that promise is going to come from. Come we don't have to step outside of what God's spoken to us because yeah. God's ways are higher than our ways. Yeah. And sometimes we sit there and we're like, oh, that's a cute scripture. God's ways are higher. Oh, yeah, creator of the universe. But we don't apply it. We don't apply it. We don't let it puncture our hearts. We don't let it. We don't yield. And I, like I said, I've been the one who's like, God, okay, that's cute, but uh, I'm going to do it this way. And that's awesome, but I'm going to do it that way. And I didn't mean it to, like, disrespect God, but I didn't know who I was. I didn't understand that my promise came through the one who had given me the promise. Nobody could take that from me except for if I yielded it and tried to go through another route. I, you had to circle and circle and circle until I came to a point where I was just like, God, your will be done, not mine. And I feel like sometimes we're afraid to get there because we think like our, what we have planned for our life is better than what God has planned. Like, that's the most ridiculous life. Like, I'm just going to laugh at that. It's absolutely not true. What God has planned for you far exceeds any expectation you have for yourself. It, it's, it, it's bigger. It's greater. It's going to fulfill you in a way that nothing in this world can satisfy you. Everything says it can satisfy you, but nothing can. Nothing can. Everything comes knocking. Hey, if you have this much money, you're going to be satisfied. Hey, if you're with this girl, if you're with this guy, you're going to be satisfied. If you had this living situation, you're going to be satisfied. If your family would get their act together, Lord. You know what I mean? <laughs> so many times we're looking at the outer things instead of letting God really show us on the inside what it is to not be these slaves anymore. (laughs) We sing about it. I'm no longer a slave to fear. 
yet slaves over there just cracking the whip on our back and we're allowing it. We're allowing it. We have a robe of righteousness. We have all the swords, all the, the get up. I mean, think of the most gnarly army, which we have the most gnarly army. But anyways, that's a whole other conversation. Whatever branch of the military. But look at it. We have all of the tools. We have it. But so many times, again, I don't mean to keep reiterating this, but I do. Because we do it over and over and over again. Myself, like, I'll be like, okay, God, like, I know I'm called to the nations. I know this. Like, Emily Walters was on a trip with, well, a couple of trips. She led them. I was the most insecure, didn't understand my identity, didn't know that God had called me to not be so introspective, to not just criticize everything, to not take things apart. God gives us the mind and the intellect, but that should never reign over the the knowledge of God. That should never, never. I don't care what seems right. Chris Valaton says it like this. Those who are deceived don't understand they're being deceived. And it seems untrue when somebody calls them on a deception. And he said something the Lord spoke to him. I'm like preaching things I didn't even think of, but here we go. (laughs) What the Lord said to him is you have to trust somebody more than you trust yourself. That's good. Who do you trust? (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) And I want to like encourage you. If you don't have somebody that first and foremost is godly, that's living a life that is actually emulating Christ in what you want to walk into, then I encourage you to find those people, whether they're in this room, whether they're in the sanctuary. We have these meetings going on, and I'm not trying to do a plug for Fire and Glory, but at the same extent, we have nations, 44 different states that have come in and out of these walls. Some of those people may be your mothers in the spirit, your fathers in the spirit, the people who will come and fill the void of that mentorship that so many of us need. But are we willing to yield? Are we willing to say, you know what, I don't have it all together. I don't care the most scientific mind, the this, the that. That is all great. But if you don't understand that you still need somebody else to keep you accountable, to help you say, you know what, that's not really exactly the best for you. I've had Emily do it. I've had Brittany do it. Karine is like my my Holy Spirit, like, whipping stool over. Like, she will, like, she'll just straight out tell me. She's like, this isn't the Susan I know. And she, like, provokes me, like, the Susan I know does this, and the Susan I know does that. And what she's doing is she's prophesying life into me. She's speaking who I was created to be when I can't see it. That's the Susan I know. (laughs) And there's times it doesn't feel true. It's just the funny it sounds like an oxymoron but it's the truth that sometimes it doesn't feel true there's times when somebody speaks your identity over you but you're so used to wearing grave clothes that you don't understand that you were never meant to carry a dead man around with you i've done it for far too long can you imagine like a soldier like they do it they go and they will pull somebody who's wounded but how tiring would that be to do it for an entire battle? Yeah. How tiring. And not only tiring, that's just leaving you open to just get shot up. Literally. Physically, spiritually, whatever it is, it's leaving you in a place that you're open. The enemy is prowling around like a lion. But we have the lion of the tribe of Judah. That's a false voice that comes and tries to intimidate and tries to scare us and tries to say, no, did God really say it? It's like, He's using the same lie over and over and over. 
the enemy's not a creative being. He copies. He counterfeits. It's like, oh, I don't want to shake because the people who have a kundalini experience shake. <laughs> you don't counterfeit dollar bills. You counterfeit hundreds. David Knox gave me a message that talked all about that by Chris Valentine. He's just, he's a G. Like, I love that guy. Like, G, triple O, G. Like, seriously, like, like, to me, the people that I admire, the people that I respect, are people who aren't afraid of what you think. I'm not afraid of what you think. And I don't mean to say that in a way to be sassy, but there was so long that I was in bondage to this slave memory or this mindset where I was like, oh, man, what if they think I'm weird that I'm laughing? Oh, man. Boom, 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 boom. I don't care. Because if God told me to do it, I'm not here to please you. I'm not here to make you feel comfortable. <laughs> Comfort zones will kill you. Have you ever seen those, uh, those like gnarly pit bulls that have those? I love pit bulls. I'm not. Just let me throw that out there real quick. But those gnarly chokers that they'll have on, that literally if they pull them, they have the little spikes that stick in. That's exactly what it is when we live in a state of fear. We have our slave masters saying, oh, no, that's too far. And just exasperates us. Takes out our zeal. Takes out the power in your voice. I think of Ariel because I'm all about Disney. How many Ursulas have we went to? In some nations, it's a witch doctor. Here, maybe you're going to get your palms read. We entertain things that we were never meant to entertain. And I don't mean it in a judgmental way, but we go and we're hungry. We want to hear from God. We want this spiritual connection. And all, like, I feel like as Christians, we need to understand that every answer that we need, it's not just this, it's not something we say when we're like, go read the Bible. Like, I'm going to be honest, like, I'm growing in it. I'm getting better about being, like, faithful in that. But the times I go, I'm like, these are the words of life. These are the words of life. And I just feel like if we would take God at his word and to take somebody by their word, you have to know what their word says. If somebody calls me and I don't recognize their voice, it's because I don't talk to them often. But the person I talk to, I'm going to be like, Cutting could leave me a message. She doesn't even have to say who she is, besides even her beautiful accent. I'm going to know who she is right away because that's one of my best, that's my very best friend besides Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry, Cutting, you're getting all the plugs over here. But no, but I just feel like, like we need to become that familiar with what the word of yeah. God says. We need to go, okay, I feel this way, but this is what the word of God says. And then choose the word of God, not your feelings. Feelings, I love how Joyce Meyer says this, feelings are liars. They're liars. Sometimes it's good, you know, you feel fear that there's a lion, don't stick your fingers through the fence. Okay, there's healthy boundaries. (laughs) But there's also the unhealthy where we're like, oh, well, what? And we, like, reason these things out. Well, what is this and what if that and what? And we become so convinced that we don't even realize we're arguing from the standpoint of a liar. Dang. Trying to think of this quote that I heard recently. I'm not even looking at my notes anymore, guys. This is just... 
It was something along the lines of like worry is praising the devil. And I thought fear, there you go. Fear is having faith in the devil. And it's the same thing as praise and worship to God. Wrecked my life. I was like, what? Jesus, I repent. Like every day I feel like I'm having moments like, I repent, Lord. Last night, Will Hart blew it up. I had to repent like 30 times. Like, God, he was breaking fear off people, you know? Like seriously, because I realized like how complacent, how indifferent do we become? We just sit back and we're like, oh, it's cool. We have a great worship team. I love our worship team. But I'm just saying we get comfortable. We don't realize that there's people being stoned to death to proclaim the gospel. This isn't something that's on the media every day, at least not in our nation. But this is something that happens. I heard a statistic, and I'm sure it's even more than this. 166,000 people lose their life to go under the name above every name, to call themselves a Christian. In North Korea, I was just reading stories about where they were taking steamrollers and rolling over Christians because they were Christians. And there is a thing that even if you're associated, then you're killed also because you're a part of the family. They're actually now making, um, people are talking to the UN trying to get some things to happen with that. Oh, I, am, I didn't write any of this down. <laughs> but I just feel like, may we not forget the honor it is to carry a name. It's like, what's in a name? Identity, power, sonship. Too many times I forsook the name. Too many times I was like prideful. I would never forsake. I will never deny you, God, like a Peter. And then I denied him. Maybe it wasn't like, oh, I don't believe in Jesus. But I wouldn't speak up for the truths that I knew were just going off like an alarm in my heart. And I know there's wisdom. But sometimes we over-rationalize. Oh, I can't say that because it's not politically correct. I don't care about political correctness. If it's not spiritual correctness, then kick rocks. Honest to God. Honest to God. Because I'm not going to stand in front of you, you or you, when I die. I'm standing in front of the King of Kings, the one who every knee will bow in front of. And if I'm living for you, then I'm not living for him. Come on, we're to be imitators of Christ. So when I say follow me, I'm saying follow the one I'm imitating. There's yeah. good, healthy boundaries in that. But it also can get pushed to a line where we're like, oh, I just want to be like the trends. I just want to be liked. And that's a healthy desire to want to have community. But don't sell out on your morals to get that. We're children of the promised one. We don't have to work it out in the flesh to get the promise that was promised to us by the Spirit. I want to look up a quote really quick. I have it. Give me just a second. Chew on all that that's been going on. I'm sure a lot of us have seen the movie God's Not Dead. And I want to talk about, if you've seen it or if you haven't, just hear the heart of what I'm saying. There's a grandmother who has dementia. She's passing away, and her son is just greedy, in love with living this corporate lifestyle, and has kind of detached his emotions from his mother. He goes and visits her, and it's interesting because normally she can't even remember who he is. And all of a sudden, she has this moment where she's just clear-minded. And she says something that's just 
mind-boggling. She says, Sometimes the devil allows people to live a life free of trouble because he doesn't want them turning to God. Their sin is like a jail cell. Except it's all nice and comfy. And there doesn't seem to be any reason to leave. The door is wide open till one day time runs out and suddenly it's too late. Do we want to be the 40-year-old looking back with the woulda, shoulda, couldas? Do we want to be the person who said, wow, I didn't even see it, God. And I think there's mercy because there's so many times I didn't really see it. I really didn't. And there's grace. But how many times did we really have a check and knew that we were stepping over a line and we didn't heed the warning? God isn't that slave master. He's not the one with the choker. I just keep seeing that visual. He's not the one pulling back like that. But he's the one grabbing your hand and saying, are you sure you want to let go? Are you sure it's worth it? Am I not worth it? You say he's worthy of it all. What does your all look like? What does that mean for you? It might not mean the same thing for every person. And that's the beautiful thing about community. (laughs) I need the anointing on each and every one of your lives. And I need you well. And I need you whole. And when you're not, that's okay too. Because that's when we cover each other. We cover our weaknesses. But if we're not willing to say that we don't have it all together, if we walk in with pride, God resists the proud. If you say you have no need of him, you'll make sure that you understand at some point or another that you do. But it may be way more painful than had you have just knelt and said, God, I don't understand. This doesn't seem right. But I'm going to trust the first somebody more than myself, being Jesus. And then I'm going to trust the people who I know really love me. Christy's told me things that I needed to hear, but it didn't seem true to me at the time. Because she was seeing from the Father's perspective. And I was living like an orphan. We have to realize what it is to be a son or a daughter. When we say we're a new creation, that's not just a slogan like, oh, like, are we believing believers? Do we really believe the words of Christ? Or do we detach and say, oh, that's been thousands of years ago, and now we have new advances. Now we know more. (laughs) No more than the living God. Don't even make a fool of yourself. The creator of the universe. Universe can do nothing apart from the creator of it. People's hearts are pure, but there's people searching and they're knocking down doors because they weren't accepted and the ones that should have opened their arms up to them. There's a generation of people waiting for the sons of God to be revealed. There's entire nations 
and even the nations of your own family, if I could put it like that metaphorically, whether they're saved or not saved, there's people waiting for us to walk in the fullness. Don't get discouraged. Don't feel like, oh man, I'm never going to be like such and such. Good. You were never called to be like them. <laughs> be the instrument that God has called you to be. If you're a harp, don't you dare pick up a trumpet. It's just ridiculous. I mean, of course, anyways. Technically, some people can play multiple instruments. But even in that, there's people who have different giftings. There's people who can be the encourager of encouragers, and we're all called to be that. But there's certain people that's just like an excessive grace on certain gifts. Don't disqualify yourself. Don't let fear and the different mindsets that come tell you that you're not good enough. Because it's a lie. That's what he's been doing from the beginning. Did God really say? He did. He did. Yeah. Just like even when Jesus, it's like, he's just told that this is my, like the baptism waters, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. And then Satan comes, boom, if, 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 kill the ifs. What if this? What if that? What if this? What if that? What if this? What if that? You're going to spin yourself into confusion because that's exactly what the enemy wants. It's for you to be so confused that you're immobilized. (sighs) So I found some really interesting details and I'm going to try to come to a close pretty soon here. (sighs) Moses led people just like us. People who were in slavery wanting to be set free yet when they got set free and the situations got a little tough. Or not even a little, got tough. They got Egyptians coming at them in chariots. <laughs> and I don't know how many of you have been chased by some chariots, you know. And some <laughs> but I just feel like sometimes God allows us to get in pressing situations to see what will come out. They screamed, did you bring us to this land to die? Weren't there graves in Egypt? (laughs) They were just being beaten, whipped, scarce amount of food, all of these different things. And I feel like how many times, ah, myself included, we're in these situations, we're like, God, if only, we like make like bargains with the Lord, like Jesus, if you just have mercy on me this one time, then I'll give you everything. Then what? God makes a way, parts your Red Sea. Then you see some chariots. You see some old friends. You see some people that you aren't supposed to associate with anymore. Moses literally broke the association of being known as the Pharaoh's sister's son. Do you know what that cost him? He had everything, so to speak. Everything on the outside, at least. But when he found out who he was, who he truly was, I mean, he denied it. He was like, at first. 
And sometimes that's us. We're like, oh no, that is not who I am. I'm sophisticated. I am this. I'm not gonna be on the ground crying. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> a fearful thing to come into the hands of a living God. So many gods, little G's, say that they can do this and they can do that. Again, who are you going to stand before when you're not here anymore? We're living for an audience of one. So we can't forget it. He's rooting us on. He's proud of us. But like we've heard so many times, he's so in love with us that he's not willing to leave us. He's the good shepherd. We don't have many shepherds in our, you know, maybe in Valley Center, but not here, enough, you know? <laughs> David. Ha, huh. man, I just, I'm going to try to not say too much, but it's just like we need to understand our God will smite anything that comes in between his fiery love for us. We forget that Jesus didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm going to end on two things. You guys doing okay? <laughs> Let me just read a couple things to you. Like I said, I kind of ditched the notes a while ago. Something really fascinating happened when Moses was being chased after by the Egyptians. Before, they would have a cloud by day and a fire by night, and it would go before them. And all of a sudden, it went behind them, and it separated. It made it night on one side and not night on the other side. God wants us to be separate. What fellowship does darkness have with light? We can't compromise the truth. We can't pull 90% and mix in 10% of a lie. Yeah. Come on now. That's still a lie. We can't say, oh, but. But. There's a really fascinating scripture in James that I just want to touch on really quick. And we're going to land here. I feel like I'm like a true preacher now. I'm saying we've been landing for like 10 minutes now. <laughs> ah, one other thing about Moses. God literally told Moses, why are you crying out to me? Pick up your staff. We are so like, God, give me a sign. God, this, 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 and this. We're crying out to him. When he's already told us what to do. When he's already showed us. We have authority. He gave you the keys. You can put them in your pocket and forget that you were given them. But you're accountable to what you've been taught. Not a single word of the Lord will fall to the ground except for the ones we choose not to allow to reach this part. Mm-hmm. And that's not God's fault. It's our responsibility. We co-labor. Labor isn't always easy. 
pretty much never. <laughs> so I just want us to like remember our authority, and I'm going to end on this one verse. God's for us, guys. He's not there like, again, no, he's like, come on. But there comes a time where we have to move. There comes a time where we can't just go, God. No, it's pick up your staff and hit something. Yeah. Maybe not that way, you know what I mean? Don't be throwing plates unless you're Greek. But anyways, no. <laughs> Where's Diana? I had a sister. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Blinded by the light up here. <laughs> sorry, a little violent, my action there. But seriously, <laughs> Uh, James 1, 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, <laughs> the law of liberty, and perseveres, you must persevere, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. I love you guys. I believe in you. More importantly, Jesus believes in you. You have right standing with God, but you have to maintain the freedom that cost him everything. So, be encouraged, be empowered, be the sons and the daughters that you are. Because we're not the slaves to fear anymore. We're children of let's make our dad proud.